I'm learning that God always asks you to do things that make you feel uncomfortable and stretches you beyond your level of capacity. Okay, why'd you say that? Well, I think about just all the things we're doing. Like this week, we really planned on doing the episode on the code, but God told us to take our community with us to an event we participated in on Friday night. Well, this is going to be a little bit different for you because I know you may have been expecting for us to give you part three of the code, but we're going to bring you that next week. But this week, we're going to bring you a session that we did just like Renee was just saying on Friday night. With an amazing group from New Life in Christ International Church in O'Fallon, Illinois. So just stand by and listen to that and enjoy it. You may have heard some of the stuff before, but it was still a lot of fun. Yes. Faith comes by hearing and then practicing it. So we'll be back with you next week. So, but enjoy this episode this week. And have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil. And Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. But I wanted to introduce my name is Gil Beavers, and this is my lovely, lovely bride, Renee Beavers. We have been married for how long? 31 years. You got to talk to them. 31 years. (laughs) (laughs) 31 years. And and one of the things that we always like to talk about is we've been married longer than we were actually single. We've been married. We got, we actually met each other when we were 14 and 15 years old. We were actually, and it started with a pencil. She actually pushed her pencil off of her desk looking for me to I'll let her tell that part because she said I, I did that had... because I was trying to get his attention. I didn't know how to do it, and that was the only thing I could think of in a matter of a few seconds. And so I rolled my pencil off the desk to get his attention, and I said I was going to say hi to you, but I wasn't sure if you were going to say hi back. And then he said, "I always say hello to lovely ladies." And so that was it, y'all. I was smitten. Fourteen. <laughs> 14. Now, guys, y'all know that was a little bit of game. I didn't have much, but that was some. And, and it worked because because here we are today, you know, 30 plus years later and, and still really, really in love and, and really, really enjoying each other's company, which is a rarity. And we love to see all these smiling faces. And it is just so great to see how you guys just are having fun. You know, marriage is supposed to be fun. A lot of times people don't take it that way and they, they get in these ruts and these situations where they just take it for granted. And like we like Bishop already mentioned, we're in a season and at a time where we can't take anything for granted anymore, especially our spouses, especially the people we love and we care about because God forbid anything ever happens, it could be gone in just a blink of an eye like we see a lot of people who are experiencing it right now. So that is something that we can't take for granted anymore. We should be thankful every single day for our spouses. And I just want to say, um, Bishop and, 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 and Lady D, I want to tell you guys, thank you for being on the cutting edge of change. So many people are so stuck in the way things used to be that unfortunately, they're not going to survive this. And so I commend you all. I celebrate you. I thank God to be able to call you guys our leaders and a part of our family because so many churches, and I know for me, I didn't grow up in church. So to be in an environment like this, because I know so many times with people of color, especially women, we can be very sexually, have a lot of sexual inhibitions. And so to me, I think that had I grown up in a ministry like this, 
I would probably be worse than I am right now. But <laughs> she, she's good. She's good. She's good. But it's just so. So you guys need to thank God for them. Let's just give them a call and just thank God for their openness to realize that God created marriage and he created sex for marriage as a gift to your relationship. Don't see it as something bad. It's not something dirty. It's not something negative. Whatever you and your spouse agree to together within the confines of your relationship, it's a blessing. So see it that way. And so we want to start off with doing a little inventory of the room. So by just a show of hands, we just kind of like to get a survey real quick. How many people here have been married less than five years? If you have, just raise your hand. All right, we see a couple there. Okay, how about five to 10 years? All right, all right, we see a few, few. 15 to 20. Okay. Who's been married for less than a year? Anybody been married less than a year? Okay. We see anybody, okay. How about 20 to 25 years? Okay, we see some there. Okay, we getting up in there some numbers now. 25 to 30. Woo! <laughs> now, we have any 30 to 35ers? Anybody? I'm looking, I'm, I'm scanning. All right. So about 30. How about 35 and up? And, and, and the reason why we do that, because as you can see, this is so awesome to see because it runs the gambit because we have spouses and couples, or I'm sorry, we have couples here that start out and it is so, so important that you actually start out in a young state that you get around some people who have been around for a little while and who have done some things when it comes to marriage. And this is so great to see that you guys are, and we can just imagine what you guys are like when you're all together that you guys gleam and learn each other from, from each other, which is an awesome opportunity to do. So we actually got a game for you guys. We want to start out with, with, with this, okay? Now this isn't gonna be on the honor system. How many people remember the newlywed game? That was one of our favorite game shows that me and Renee used to like watching, but the newlywed game, we're gonna do something a little, little bit different. This is called the Rich Relationships Hot Q&A. <laughs> So we got some questions. Now, you guys, it's going to be honor system. You can talk amongst yourself because I see everybody's muted. But so we don't want everybody to yell out their answers because some of them are going to be a little hot. So so what we got is a series of questions that we're going to start out asking you. And you ask your spouse the response based on what the question is. And if you get it right, you get a point for each one of the correct answers that you get. It's real easy, real simple. OK, so you can either write it down on a piece of paper or you can put it on your phone, but we want to be able to keep track of who has the most points. So this is this is the way we're going to play the game. Okay, and we got five that. questions. It's going to be in between. And so just keep track. If you got your phone, just keep track of how many points you get. And at the end, whoever has the most points, we got something for you. We have okay? three prizes. We have first place, second place, and third place prizes. All right. Can we see what the prizes are first? No, we'll, we'll do them at the end. Okay, okay. We'll do them at the end. All right. Question number one. Everybody ready? Thumbs up. All right, question number one. Now ask your partner, what is your partner's biggest talent or or in your opinion? What is your partner's biggest talent in your opinion? Now, if y'all match it up and you get one, you gotta ask each other. You get 10 seconds. 
Now, how many people got it right or got something close? Just keep your points. Just keep your point totals. We go again. It's gonna be the honor system. I'll do the next one. Hold on. We're gonna talk about some hot. You wanna talk about okay. hot? Yes. Go ahead. So basically, one of the things that we really talk about in relationships, and you guys have been experiencing it tonight, is called being hot. And we call it being honest, open, and transparent. And the reason why that's important in relationships is because in order for you to be able to have intimacy, and you can have intimacy without sex, and you can have sex without intimacy, but we want to make sure that couples are having sex and intimacy. And that comes from being honest, open, and transparent. The way you develop that is by building trust, learning to really have a sense of who you are, your own identity, and understanding the importance of that the other person you marry is not you. One of the things the Lord showed me today about the differences between men and women is that normally men are really big on having fantasies, right, men? How many of you guys, guys have fantasies? Men have fantasies. Well, women are more likely to have a wish list. Hold, hold, hold on, babe. I got to pause because I see a lot of guys smiling, but they just kind of shook in their head a little bit like, mm, <laughs> it's okay. I don't have fantasies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we it's understand. So, it's okay. We got to be, we're going to be hot, honest, open and transparent. But with women, we normally have, um, I wish you would a, like a wish list instead of a fantasy. But the thing that about that, that's the problem is that they're both an expectation that you've not communicated to your spouse. So just like what we did tonight, we all openly communicated about our meal and everyone was very descriptive. How many of you do that with your spouses when it's just the two of you? And so that's not a question, that's something to, to meditate on. So these exercises that we're going through are things you have to do when you're alone just by yourself. Because we live in a very social media driven society where most people perform very well on camera but when the lights are off and the camera is off, we go to our separate corners. And that's not the purpose of what this is designed to do. It's designed to help you. Because I saw some couples are already in their bedroom. That's and awesome. That, that, that's, that's the goal of these events is because sex is the gift that God gives to marriage to help us to extend grace to one another. It helps us to extend a, a sense of you're, you're letting your guard down. And so that's a really important part of the hot, being hot. So that's why this is very important to be hot with the world another. It is. So we talk about intimacy. One Intimacy is always one of the biggest mysteries, it seems like, when it comes to relationships. And the reason why that can be happen is we have to be intimate with Christ, our Lord and Savior, first. When we are doing that, that is where it has got to start. When you think about when you actually have experienced it, you experience unconditional love. You can experience acceptance. You experience forgiveness. These are all the characters and attributes that God demonstrated to each one of us in our relationship with them. So we are therefore thankful and grateful that we have the opportunity to do that. So we, again, we talk about unconditional love, we talk about acceptance, and we talk about forgiveness, okay? Y'all ready for another question? Question number two. Thumbs up. All right. Question number two. What is something that your partner does that you appreciate the most? 
What is something that your partner does that you appreciate the most? Talk amongst yourselves. And now see, that's why we got it muted because I see some smiles. I see some people like grinning and giggling. You can be in any kind of situation you want. It could be in the natural. It could be just for fun. It can be, uh, you know, it can be there too. Again, so that question, what is something that your partner does that you appreciate the most? You get a point if you get it right. Okay. Keep your court, keep your totals. Make sure you guys keep your totals. One of the things that we always talk about is sometimes we can have what we call barriers to the intimacy that we actually happens. And when we talk about those barriers, they actually have to be overcome by some of the things that we experience. So we got a few things that you can actually think about that to help you overcome some of these barriers. Um, one of the things I want to um, use is one of the scriptures talks about uh, why is there argue, James 4 1. It says, why is there arguing and quarreling amongst us? One of the reasons why there's a lot of inner turmoil, things going on in our hearts is because. The biggest issue of conflict, if you understand the thing, this about conflict is that conflict just means there's something that you want that you're not getting from the other person. And so if you see a conflict as a me problem versus the other person being the problem, it allows you to approach conflict from a totally different perspective. So don't see conflicts as a bad thing. Conflicts are a part of two individuals coming together and learning how to be one. Conflict does not mean that the other person is doing something intentional to you. So when you approach conflict, I want you to approach it from a different perspective now, approach it from understanding that what is it that I really need that the other person is not giving me? And one of the things that we normally see couples doing is that they'll have a list of all the things the person is doing wrong, but they don't have a list of solutions. So we want you to flip that. We want you to, before you go to your spouse with a problem or with a conflict, I want you to come up with three things that that other person in your relationship needs to do to make things better. What needs to be done before you go to them? So you can have a list of solutions, but only one problem at a time. Because unfortunately, if we go to the other person with five problems and no solutions, we are a part of the problem. And so that's one of the overcoming some of those barriers to conflict is the way we approach it with our mindsets. And when you think about those barriers, it's three T's. We give you three T's to think about. Time, temperament, and tone. And I'll talk about go ahead. the first one. Um, you can do time out. When we talk about time, so if you're having a barrier that you have, and just imagine you had a little bit of a conflict or things like that, sometimes we do this and not even realize we're doing it. Take a time out. What that means is give yourself a time to say, you know what, let me step away for a second. Sometimes you can be in the middle of a conversation where it is kind of heated and you can't get your thoughts straight. You can't get it clear in your mind what you want to really communicate about your feelings and your emotions and the things that you're going through. Just take a minute and catch your breath, breathe. But then one of the things you have to think about is the other person cannot give you a timeout. <laughs> you can't say, babe, you need a break. You need to go do something. You need to step away. You need to, uh, no, whatever you're doing, you got to go work on it. No, you can't do that. What you have to do is realize personally, I have to get a minute to get my thoughts and everything straight. So, but the catch to this is you have to set the time to come back. You can't say, I'll talk to you tomorrow. 
I'll talk to you in a couple of days or a few hours. Literally something, especially when you're going through, when you're not in the middle of a conflict, decide right then and there, hey, babe, if you ever have to take a time out, one hour, one hour, you take your break, go for a walk, go for a drive, do whatever you got to do, come back. And within that's when you're going to address it. So that's just give you one little thing that you do when it comes to taking a break when we talk about time. And the other one is is your is your is your temperament. Some people are short fuse where everything makes them upset, and some people are long fuse where when things happen, it takes them a that takes them a long time to kind of get boiling or get hot. And so you need to be able to take into consideration your own personal temperament when you're going into a conflict because you're going to approach it if you're a long if you're a short fuse person and the other person is a long fuse person, that's fine. But when you have two short fuse people together. That's where we see couples that have a hard time resolving conflict because their temperament is normally the issue. Mm -hmm. And the other one I'm going to address, because this is something I think that we all struggle with, is our tone. It's our body language. It's our facial, um, the the expressions on our face. It's, um, it's, It's the volume that we use. It's the words that we use. So if you take these three T's into your conflicts, It'll really enhance your intimacy because so many couples, you know, people talk about having um, makeup sex. Well, if you're just having makeup sex, but you have not resolved those issues, sex can become something that is not going to benefit you because you want to make sure you're having sex and intimacy. And that comes from everything being all off the table, um, things being resolved. So you really can't enjoy the, the benefits of being free and being clear to just enjoy your spouse and to enjoy the gift of making love and, and having sex with your spouse. All right. Take a breath. <sighs> that was a little heavy. <laughs> Question number three. Y'all ready? Thumbs up. All right. What do you think is the one chore that your partner hates the most? What do you think is the one chore that your partner hates the most? Got time to think about that one? I know, I know what mine was. Mine is the groceries. We already talked, we already kind of cheated on this. We knew what the test was. I hate putting up groceries, y'all. When we first got married, we would go to the grocery store and he would disappear. Like a ghost. And then I realized, oh, I'm seeing a pattern here. So I'm like, do you not like putting away the groceries? Hated it. (laughs) My mom used to make me do it. And I I know I'm carrying around one of them childhood of origin issues, but... (laughs) I just said, you know what? I'm not putting up groceries. If I can go earn them and make the money and go buy them, I ain't putting them up too. <laughs> so that was just me though. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I feel like we can be hot with y'all. So I'm just be open and exposing myself a little bit with y'all. So that was one. Everybody good? Everybody got their points? Y'all, y'all keep track of the points. We'll give y'all a little bit of time because we still seeing some discussion because it seemed like it's going a little bit longer than we thought about. <laughs> Can you repeat the question again? I tried to type it in, but it... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely. What do you think is the one chore that your partner hates to do the most? The chore that your partner hates to do the most. And and the reason why we're doing this is because this creates intimacy. The more you begin to know and understand the other person that you're with the closer you're going to be. You can't be intimate with someone that you don't know. And you need to know their thoughts and their views and their dreams and their goals. And sometimes when you've been together for a long time, you forget to do that. 
And so this may seem like a simple exercise, but it is going to make your intimacy hot because you're not going to have any boundaries or any barriers between you. All right. So now we talked about some of the barriers. We're going to talk a little bit about building the intimacy. You know, some people, Renee already mentioned, and I'll let you kind of elaborate. You kind of said it a little bit fast about sex and intimacy, about how they get confused. They get mixed up together. Yeah, because sex is just an act that you go through. You don't necessarily have to even be physically. You can be physically there and not be emotionally there and not be spiritually there. But intimacy is being it's, it's into me. I see into you. I see intimacy is being totally transparent and vulnerable where the other person knows everything about you. And that takes time and it takes trust and it takes you knowing enough about yourself to give yourself to the other person. And so just understand that there's a difference between sex and intimacy. The essential element that when we talk about that helps you to, uh, to build this intimacy is conversation and listening. We talked a little bit about it already. You can be open with your conversation like we talked about at the very beginning about being hot, honest, open and transparent with your conversation. But the other flip side of that that I think is gets neglected a lot more that we've seen with the couples that we've been working with over these past 15 years is listening. Listening is the key because you can't hear and understand, which is what we should be striving for when it comes to our spouses, is to understand what they're going through what they're experiencing. So just imagine if you actually have something going on in your relationship, but you're only talking, but nobody's listening. How is it going to get resolved? How are you going to come to a point where you can say, you know what, this is how we can get past this. It's going to be difficult if you can't hear what has been said. One of the things that we always work with our, our couples, especially our newlyweds, is we give them an exercise. When you have a conflict, one of the very first things you have to be able to do is repeat back verbatim what they brought to you with. If they said, hey, I have a problem. This is what my problem is. And if you can't repeat back what they brought to you verbatim, not like, not kind of sorta, but actually what they said, more than likely you missed some details and you were not listening. You were sometimes we already thinking about what we want to respond with we already have in our mind what we're going to say. And therefore, you already have turned off the ear gate and basically already looking for your response to actually come back with. So we should be listening to understand and not to correct and not to critique. We have to listen to understand. And another part of we talk about autobiographical listening. Sometimes we listen and we hear people through our own experiences versus really listening to them and hearing and feeling what they feel. One of the biggest things that I think is missing in so many relationships is the power of empathy, being able to feel the other person's pain. And that just takes you being able to be still and to really listen to understand. And so that intimacy is going to really develop and grow as we practice all of these other tools and disciplines that make the other person feel like you're physically there with them. All right. Question number four. Y'all ready? Questions. I got thumbs up. Thumbs up. Make sure everybody's still with us. Thumbs up. Question number four. Go back. Um, oh, oh, that's you. You yep. must have asked my question. I was gone. Nope. That's yours. Uh, this one. Yep. She wants to ask a hot question. <laughs> Y'all want a hot question. She wants to ask a hot question. I, I want to 
All right, thumbs up if you want a hotter question. question. All right, she want a hotter question. question. There you go. Here it comes. Y'all better be ready. Y'all ready? What do you think your partner's sexiest body part is? See, I told y'all. What do you think your partner's sexiest sexiest body body part is? Marinate on that one. If you got more than one, that's okay. That's okay. You got to be, if you, if you get it right, you get an extra point maybe, but go ahead and ask it. I see a whole bunch of smiles and like, (laughs) oh boy. You know, when, when we ask these kind of questions of folks, sometimes you get surprised at my what? (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Knowledge is power, (laughs) y'all. When you know more about your spouse, maybe some things that you weren't even aware of, you're going to be surprised at how much more intimate you're going to be. So it's we still- beautiful to watch all the reactions and to see you guys engaged and to see you guys thinking and communicating. This is going to probably be your best sex night in a long time. Because you guys are really, really getting connected with one another. And that's what this is all designed to do. <laughs> well, she already went there. So we're going to talk about some of them sexy sex enhancers. Now, we're going to bring this now. I think everybody's attention is like, okay, I'm ready for this part now. now I don't <laughs> want all that conflict resolution, all that talk about listening and all that. Let's get to this part. So we're going to talk. If you don't get to, if you don't really address those things first, yep. this can be, sex can be very empty without intimacy. And intimacy is work. And you got to work at it. You have to develop it. It's like a muscle. You have to cultivate it. So we're going to talk about the sexual enhancers. One of the things when it comes to building those sexual enhancers, it's not going to be what you actually think it is. One of the keys to actually building that enhancing is the emotional connection that you actually get. When you have built a level of intimacy with each other, there's going to be an emotional uh, emotional connection that is going to happen that is going to draw you closer together more than you ever really realize. One of the things that Renee was really instrumental in me, and sometimes for guys, this can be one of those hindering blocks where our wives are in our lives to help us connect emotionally. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Our wives are in our life to help us emotionally get in tune with who we are from an emotional standpoint. It's two emotions. And I guarantee most of the guys are going to get this right. What are the two emotions that guys can demonstrate and know for an instant what they are? I'll give you one. Anger. They know that one. When they get heated, boy, it, it comes out. Right? Guys, thumbs up. If you, Yep, I know when I'm angry. But do you know what it's like to feel like when you're vulnerable? Can you identify that as easily as you can identify the, the anger? And you know when you're enhanced sexually, that emotion of that lust comes up. You know that one. I guarantee you know that one. But do you know what it feels like to actually have that intimacy that your wife may be craving and looking for? You get that by getting in tap with those emotions. And Renee was very, very instrumental in this for me because after those two emotions that I was trying to display and talk about, when she started talking to me about some of the other things, it was like, wait, what, what are you talking about? What, I don't know what that is. It makes you, as that movie say, it makes you feel all funny inside when you get to these kind of things. I didn't like that. And, and for me, I would say that Gil helped me to get in touch with my sexuality 
Because for me, I grew up in a home where talking about sex, the only thing they told us about sex was not to do it. And so for me as a woman, I had a lot of inhibitions about my body and sex. And Gil helped me to learn about my body and to appreciate my body and to appreciate what our bodies could do together. And so there's in a relationship, in a marriage relationship, the man is going to teach you something and the woman is going to teach you something. You have to realize that you both bring something different to the relationship that the other person needs. Sex should actually make you lower your guard where those inhibitions don't even exist. I remember when Renee and I, we were married now and, and, and I won't go prior to that, but we were married. So when we were married and I remember one of the first sexual experiences we had, thankfully I didn't have a problem with being nude in front of my wife. Can I be honest with you guys? I, I, I'll, sometimes we got to clean it up and be kind of tactful when we say this, whether it's on radio or stuff like that. But I didn't have a problem with being nude in front of my wife and she was so shocked that I was able to just walk around whistling Dixie, just walking around the room doing whatever I was doing. She was like, what is wrong with this boy? <laughs> but then once she actually got comfortable and got secure in our relationship and that emotional connection, it made her not see some of the flaws that she thought she had because I just seen my beautiful wife. I just seen this beautiful person that I just want to share those intimate moments with, I wasn't thinking about all the things that she may have taken inventory about saying, I don't like this, or I don't like that. I wish I could do this. I wish I could be this way. I didn't see any of that. Yeah, okay. So therefore, those are those sexual enhancers that we talking about. So those should actually help you lower your guard, reduce your defenses, and allow those inhibitions to actually disappear. And another big enhancer for intimacy and sex is conversation. Just like what we're doing tonight, you got to talk about it. The other person is not going to know what you want or what you need if you don't share it. And pillow talk is great, but pillow talk is not the time to talk about the taxes, the kids, or the laundry. When you're being intimate with one another, a part of being present is to only talk about that, you, the two of you. And even like on our date nights, when we go out on date night, we can't talk about the kids. We can't talk about anything except the two of us. That's the dating, all those things enhance your sex and intimacy. And you have to take those things as, as make it a priority, just like you make all the other things a priority. So we're going to give you one more question. This is going to be the high question. And then we got some homework for y'all. So thumbs up on the question. Thumbs up. You want to ask? She likes asking these, these hotter questions, y'all. So I'm going to let her ask the hot question. There you go. Okay. What place in your home would you like to have sex other than your bedroom? I told you it was going to be hot, y'all. See, think about that one. Think about it. <laughs> we see some people. Say, Man, you only get one now. Some of y'all count like three, four, five places. You only get one. Because the wives are looking like, look, boy, um, you may even get a half of one. So you only get one. Now, I see some wives looking like, <laughs> y'all can't see it. I seen them, but that's good. And that's okay. So we kind of share with you guys. We really, really appreciate you guys talk and just allowing us to share some, just some points with you guys about relationships and intimacy and some of the things of those barriers that actually get built up when it comes to those things in intimacy 
we talked about how you actually can build the intimacy in your relationship that's going to bring the sexual enhancement and some of those things into your life and into your relationships that are just going to make it better. It's going to take it up. It's going to take it to another level. So I'm going to let my wife ask. She's been itching to ask y'all these questions, y'all, boy. And, and y'all did this by y'all, the way y'all did the, y'all, y'all intro or the dinner time speech. Now, I ain't never been to a dinner party like that. <laughs> My favorite. I was sitting here like, what have we gotten into tonight? I like these people, though. This is all right. I was like, this is my place. Y'all is my people any, forever. Any kind of any, any bishop that can give you homework like that and teach y'all how to use them sexy words, boy, that's the church you want to be in, y'all, when it comes to relationships. I guarantee it because we, we've been around and we've talked to some other places and seen some other things. And I don't see as many smiling faces as far as people being close to each other. You can actually see the love that you guys have for each other. We don't see that all the time, y'all. Sometimes we can't, we have to give them the PG version because it is bad. It's bad out there. And that's one of the reasons why we got involved in this ministry is to share some of the 37 years that we've been together and 32 years as marriage. We just decided we got to do something about it, y'all. Yeah. If you got a marriage that you've been married any kind of amount of time, I guarantee there are people in your sphere of influence that needs to hear and need to see what your love looks like because they are hurting, y'all. We, we see it. We've been doing couples for over 15 years and, and we have more than we can deal with. So we need some other people who really have a heart for marriage. If you have been in a position where you kind of wonder, what is my ministry? What may I be called to? You know, that's something that really ask God to really reveal to you and partnering with your spouse. We don't get too many times where we see a couple together that we can partner in with. Usually it's the husband may be doing it or the wife may be doing it. This is something that we are in this together with. So that's why we enjoy it and we love and we really, really thank you guys for celebrating your relationship with this date night. It has been awesome. It has been amazing to see and witness and we got some homework for y'all. Now, it's optional. Now, it's, it's kind of hot. I'm going to give my wife a couple of these questions. We're only going to give y'all four. Okay? We're going to give you four homework assignments. And then we're going to add it up and tell you the prizes and who won the prizes. Yep, from yep. so day. make sure you can tally up your points and, and keep track. So you want to go ladies first. I'm going to give her, this is the first homework assignment. And this is optional. This is the part of the game where it's optional. You can participate as much or as little as you want to. But no you're pressure. only going to get as much out of this date night as the things you're willing to practice because it's not just what you hear. The Bible says faith comes by not just hearing but doing. So you got to do some stuff, y'all. We believe in working on your relationships. So this is something that's a homework assignment. Hiding in the closet together for a few minutes and make out like teenagers. Okay. Hide in the closet just like y'all were. For those who don't have closets... That's a place where you hang your clothes and stuff like that, or <laughs> or find just a dark room that you can just, you know, get physical. Okay. That's one. Wherever you may be comfortable. I know some of the people are a little bit older. They ain't got room inside for a closet. You may want to find a comfortable spot to be in. So that's okay too. But just still make out like you're a teenager. Number two. Okay. Play a song that you and your spouse can dance to and get up and dance. And slow dance. And slow dance together. Everybody got their favorite. Well, we know Bishops is Anita Baker, so we know that's one that they may be actually jamming to a little bit later. So 
You remember like when you were back in high school, not like the eighth grade dance where you're doing the squares. You got to touch. You got to get close. Do it like you really, guys. I want y'all to do it like you were trying to get to know her when you were chasing her. Do that again. Okay. Question number, uh, number, number three, homework assignment. Dress up your partner in an outfit that you have chosen out of their closet for them to wear. Pick their clothes out for them, something that you like to see them in. Next time you guys go out or go do something, you pick out the outfits for each other. I guarantee it's going to be something that my wife, she's not a red person, but I love seeing her in red, y'all. So if I ask her to see, she just made that face. I seen it. So, but they, you got to agree to it. Again, this is optional. You can do it or not do it, but I guarantee it's going to build the intimacy. And then the... The last one is one that I want to give you guys as an assignment that I know y'all can handle. Um, one of the things that people don't understand about when you've been married for a long time, you, you know, you describe the meal and all that. When you sleep new together as a couple, it really helps your sex life. So um, Lady D talked about taking the shrimp off. Begin to sleep new together. Ladies, if we're <laughs> over 50, you can put products on your body to help with lubrication so that when you get to the point, you don't wait until you're about to make love to put something on. Dress, go to bed nude and go to sleep with some type of protective or sexual jelly on your body before you go to sleep. Don't wait until it's time. Get lubricated before. Cause you don't want to break the mood. You know what that's like. Hold on one minute. Wait a minute. So if you prepare, you play like you practice, prepare for that, then that way it makes you're making love to each other a lot better. So we sleep together, we've been sleeping nude our whole married life. And I didn't think that was a thing until we worked with someone who was a sexologist and she was saying, oh, I teach people that. So sleeping nude, couples who sleep nude have better sex lives and they have happier marriages than people who sleep in clothes. So start practicing that. So again, all this is optional. You got to mutually agree. Husbands, wives, yeah, mutually agree. We don't want you to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, but we're just trying to explain to you some of the things that we have seen work and that we have seen done with couples that we've worked with for these last 15 years. We haven't years. seen them. Sleep. Well, no, I'll take that back. You're right. We haven't seen them. We haven't seen that part, but we actually know what they actually are doing the homework. So again, we really, really appreciate you guys allowing us to have this opportunity. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow.